Hi, I'm Mark Chavez. I'm one of the hosts of Let's Make a, a comedy docuseries podcast about the creative process. Each season, my co-hosts, Ryan Beal, Maddie Kelly, and I, take on an artistic challenge and you follow our journey. In Let's Make a Sci-Fi, we wrote a science fiction TV pilot. In Let's Make a Rom-Com, we wrote a romantic comedy film. And on our latest season, Let's Make a Horror, we produced a horror short film. And when we run into trouble, we interview Hollywood experts. People who have worked on big things like The Blair Witch Project, The Office, Star Wars, Mamma Mia, and more. All three seasons of Let's Make a are available now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash the debaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada! Guess who's in town? From the home of Burton Cummings, Winnipeg, Manitoba, it's the Debaters! (laughs) The Debaters, where comedians fight with facts and funny, and this audience picks the winner. Now here's a man who's no sore sight for these eyes, Steve Patterson! Hey! Thanks, Graham! Hello, Canada! Welcome back to the Debaters. We're back here in Winnipeg, a city of industry. Yes! Some people may not know that this city was the birthplace of old Dutch chips. See? They knew. True story. Their logo is a windmill. So I assume their headquarters are at the corner of Portage and Maine. Canada's windiest intersection. And they save tons of money on delivery trucks by just holding the chips up in the air once they're ready. Are we ready to meet two debaters who come through when the chips are down? This is gonna be a good one. This comic never goes back on his word unless that word is reverse. It's Toronto's Arthur Simeon! Arthur Simeon! Making his way to the stage from the left all the way across to the right side. And this comic thought that by yelling at his TV, he could get HBO on demand. <laughs> it's Brassard Quebec's Derek Seguin! Derek Seguin, everybody! There he is. Hi, everybody. Hi, Steve. Hey, buddy. Hello, Arthur. Derek. (laughs) All right. You're in a sticky situation with this debate. Tape versus glue. Which is the best form of adhesive? It's not for me to say, but I will say that whoever came up with the idea of removable children's stickers deserves a mention here. Sure, they don't stick to the things they're intended to stick to, like, say, a sticker book. But once you stick one of those suckers to a kitchen table or hardwood floor, good luck removing it. You now have a sticker you're stuck with for life. It is time now for a debate that's sure to hold this audience's attention together. So, whereas nothing matches the power and precision of glue's invisible grip, be it resolved that glue is the superior adhesive to tape. Arthur, you're arguing for this, please. You have two minutes. Starting now, Arthur Simeon. 
Thank you. Steve, you are the glue that keeps this debater's family together. No one ever says, hey, you're the tape that keeps this family together. <laughs> because those are fighting words. <laughs> glue is permanent and everlasting, like the Toronto Maple Leafs play of failures. <laughs> tape is just colorful and slutty. Are you talking about painters, ducked, musking, double-sided, or is it ticker tape? Doesn't matter because it's all temporary and fleeting, like the tentative joy of a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. <laughs> tape is used to mock things. The whole place looked like it was just taped together, was how Brandon Manitoba was described to me. <laughs> Glue, glue is used to signify uncompromising interest and intelligence. Like, look at how all of you have your eyes glued to the stage. Glue is used by artists and construction workers to create beauty. Tape is used by kidnappers and serial killers to get their work done. We allow children to use tape because tape is child's play. If your child gets hold of a glue gun, they are going to take that child away from you after doctors surgically separate that child's hand from the dog's butt. <laughs> because glue is for adults and I rest my case. Arthur Simeon, on behalf of glue. He said that I was the glue that holds this show together, so that's 13 points out of the gate. <laughs> Thank you, Arthur. Now, here to celebrate the superiority of tape without masking any of his emotions, it's Derek Sagan! Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of being misled and gaslit by the powers that be, like what big glue is trying to do here. <laughs> This is an important topic, and right out of the gate, Steve in the resolution said, the power and precision of glue's invisible grip, be it resolved glue is superior. Uh, really? Has anyone down there at debater's headquarters ever used glue, ever, once? <laughs> Anytime anyone in the history of adhesives has ever used glue, an extraordinary mess of goo ends up everywhere. Everywhere except, of course, where you need the freaking glue. <laughs> If you're trying to glue two pieces together and you dab some glue very carefully and then you squeeze the two pieces together, it's just sploosh out the side. <laughs> Makes your Fabergé A look like a the kindergarten kid's crappy papier mâché abomination. <laughs> now tape, tape, it's precision. What if you wanna paint a straight line, Arthur? You gonna glue a, a ruler to the wall? <laughs> no. <laughs> You use painter's tape, you silly goose. <laughs> You're gonna tell me that you glued that aluminum accordion thingy to the back of your dryer? No, you duct taped it. You gluing your boxes shut? No, packing tape. How tall are you, Arthur? 6'3". Are you sure? Let me take out my measuring glue. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ridiculous. The tape measure will tell you precisely and won't get any harmful chemicals on that beautiful skin of yours. There's a tape for every job and in every color, from wrapping present to fixing a leaky hose to labeling things or drawing a line on the floor of the house while you're waiting for the divorce to go through to tell you <laughs> that's your side, this is my side. <laughs> tape keeps the peace. Tape rules. Arthur is a glue sniffer. <laughs> Derek Seguin, everybody. Derek Seguin, yeah. It is time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether glue is the superior adhesive to tape in this crazy <laughs> gorilla type warfare <laughs> that we will record come Elmer a high water. <laughs> if you truly bond with this audience, they'll roll in the aisles clutching their double sides. <laughs> Afterwards, we'll all stick around for a scotch. <laughs> Time to get fast and furious now. First of all, I'm very disappointed that you'd point out that I'm a glue sniffer because I told you that in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually your intervention right yeah. now. <laughs> but I would just like to tell Derek, what is the universal sign that has, a murder has been committed in your neighborhood? Yellow tape. <laughs> Yeah. Okay? And now you have to be glued to your television to find out if your family is going to be safe. That's, it, you're arguing my point. Yeah, the police tape. Yeah. It keeps, hey, look out, something bad happened here. What, if you're going to put glue there, then now you're stuck in the crime scene. Oh my God. How do I get out of here? Yeah. People yeah. are getting murdered here, yeah. and now I'm stuck here. <laughs> How many kinds of glue is there, too? There's just a few kinds, like, crazy. That's not good. Crazy glue? Crazy, like, it's, like, not, that's not a nice word for... <laughs> I think that's the bare knuckle round, everybody. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes Derek just starts debating himself, and that's when I know to stop the bare knuckle round. It is time now for the firing line in my hand, I have a list of questions on glue versus tape, brought to you by Staples. <laughs> Staples store. Ironically, the best place to buy paper clips. <laughs> According to archaeology.org, where did archaeologists find the oldest glue in the world? Derek, say again. On the, the Sphinx's nose that fell off. <laughs> yeah, they should have used tape. Good. That's pretty good. Full point. Arthur Simeon? On uh, a lot of CBC equipment. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's true. Uh, the archaeologists found the oldest glue in the world in an 8,000-year-old glue made from animal skin found by the Dead Sea in Israel. That's a cheery answer, isn't it? One of Canada's most beloved TV comedies was The Red Green Show. What was the storyline in the Red Green movie, Duct Tape Forever? Arthur? I don't know, but I bet the story falls apart quite easily. <laughs> Three points, Arthur Simeon. Three points. Derek, say I think the storyline is like, you know, it's so silly, and Harold 
We hear they talk about duct tape, and Harold thought he said duck tape, so he taped a bird, and then funniness just crazy ensuing. <laughs> so hilarity. <laughs> Sounds like you've been sniffing some of my glue. <laughs> In the actual duct tape forever plot, the lodge enters a duct tape sculpture contest to pay off a $10,000 fine. Your idea sounds better. <laughs> According to wonderhowto.com, if you're out of tape and your glue stick has run dry, how else might you wrap a Christmas gift? Arthur? My glue stick is the Christmas gift. <laughs> Remind me not to invite Arthur to the Christmas party. <laughs> Uh, the solution is simple. You're out of tape, you just put it in a gift bag. You know what? Even if you have tape, you probably just throw it in a gift bag. What am I? Yeah. Martha Stewart over yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> just put it I'm in asking a gift bag. two men who have for sure never wrapped a Christmas gift <laughs> what a third option to wrap a Christmas gift might be. The answer is with nail polish. <laughs> that's the actual answer. And that's the firing line, everybody. All right. Home stretch. Just about time for our Jubilee Theater audience to vote for their favorite, but first, here to speak softly and carry a big sticky tape, let's hear again from Derek Seguin. Thanks. Some glues you have to heat and fire out of a gun. Glue is violent and banned in Australia. <laughs> Other glues you have to lick, like to seal an envelope, and didn't licking uh, envelopes kill George Costanza's wife? <laughs> Glue kills. How do you think this show even gets on the radio? We're playing a tape right now to people's houses. I assume. I don't really know who you... <laughs> <laughs> Finally, if I may be inspired by my favorite Lionel Richie tape, Arthur over there is stuck on glue. Got a feeling he's gonna need some tape to get on through. Cause he's losing the debate. He should have gone with tape. Wow. The sultry vocal stylings of Derek Sagan. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> now. Here to glad hand you all about glue while at the same time cursing Derek with epoxy upon him and his tepid tape talk. Let's hear again from the constant Arthur Simeon. Glue is a permanent solution to what could have been a disaster. A broken piece restored, a family reunited and love thriving. Glue doesn't discriminate. Are you hardwood or laminate? Ceramic or plastic? Doesn't matter, I'll stick you together. <laughs> Glue wants to bring you together like hot chocolate and campfires. Tape is just a pretender. Pretends everything is fine when we know it's all going to fall apart like most of your marriages. <laughs> Glue teaches us to be responsible and detail-oriented. 
leave the cap off a glue stick and that glue will be as dry as the Toronto Maple Leafs trophy cabinet. <laughs> Winnipeg, you are my campfire and I am your hot chocolate. <laughs> Let's stick together and send tape to Brandon where it belongs. <laughs> Arthur Simeon, you seductive devil. Let's see who has won this debate, shall we? It is time to vote, everyone. By applause, who thought that Arthur's ad hoc adhesive admissions were just super and had you all with your glutes glued to your seats? Arthur Simeon. <laughs> Woo! Woo! All right. And who enjoyed how the entire length of Derek's talk on tape wormed its way into your brains? Derek Sagan. Very close. It's a lot of power. It's too close to call. I'm calling it a tie. It's inconclusive. Blue and tape. Big hand for Derek Sagan. On to Simeon, everybody. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash the debaters. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of the Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at the Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart. And for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Winnipeg, I just have one question. Are you ready for your next pair of debaters? That sounds like a yes. This comic finally rented an apartment penthouse after some high-level negotiations. It's Ashwin Singh! Ashwin Singh! His first debate for us. And there he comes. And this comic is busy climbing the stepladder of Canadian comedy success. It's Newfoundland's Lisa Baker! Lisa Baker! Back by popular demand. There she is. Taking the stage to my left, looking confident and ready. This topic is one of those ones that should actually be debated, so we're going to do it. It's one that tests us all. Standardized tests. Are they really necessary? Well, a few people in the audience have already decided, so you can go home. Here in Manitoba... Your government pushed the grade 12 standardized tests during the pandemic and then did away with them entirely in 2022. But as of this taping, they've decided to bring them back. Now, some may think they're flip-flopping, but in the true spirit of standardized tests, they just wanted the issue to be multiple choice. <laughs> because if test A leaves the curriculum in 2020, and test B is reinstated three years later, how many students will be too confused to pass any test? <laughs> now, for a debate that will school you all. So, whereas knowledge can be tested in a number of less stressful ways, be it resolved, all standardized exams are completely unnecessary. Ashwin, you are arguing for this, please. You have two minutes, starting now. Ashwin Singh. <laughs> 
All right, everybody. Steve. Look, my problem is the tests don't actually fail any of the people that are meant to fail, and they annoy everybody else. Okay? Like, when I first moved to Canada, when I applied for permanent residence, they made me take the test of English as a foreign language after I graduated from the University of Waterloo. <laughs> you know what's strange? You also have to take that test before you get into the University of Waterloo. So really what they're saying is, yes, we know you spoke English when you first came to this country. <laughs> but you've been spending a lot of time with Canadians. <laughs> so maybe you forgot. <laughs> you know who also has to take the test of English to get into Canada? The British which also puts an Indian person in the unfortunate position of defending a British dude. <laughs> you know who doesn't have to take the test of English to get into Canada? Americans. <laughs> and we all know Americans don't speak English. Ashwin Singh, everyone. Ashwin Singh says that standardized tests are completely unnecessary, and I've got a lot of questions for the University of Waterloo after that. <laughs> Thank you, Ashwin. Now, to tell us why anyone who thinks we don't need standardized exams needs their head examined, let's hear the beautiful English of Lisa Baker. <laughs> who in their right mind would want to abolish standardized testing. Look, even with testing, we still have all kinds of morons slipping through the cracks, okay? Ever navigate a roundabout? <laughs> if anything, we should increase standardized testing, especially in areas where the technology is ever-changing. I've watched my parents struggle to put the circle around a little A in their email address, okay? <laughs> then there are things that should require testing, but don't. Here's a fun fact. I had my first child when I was 19 years old. Coincidentally, a year after I learned to tell time. <laughs> the hospital let me leave with that child. Just let me walk out with a baby, right? I've had to answer a skill testing question to enter a sweepstakes, all right? <laughs> but not so much as a pop quiz after having a baby. <laughs> That's right, it's more challenging to enter a contest than it is to become a parent. I literally have to make an L with the shape with my hands to know my left from right, but sure, totally capable of raising a child. <laughs> Bottom line, standardized testing is necessary. There's no way you've thought this all the way through unless you're perfectly fine with dentistry being practiced in the shed next to the dartboard and the wood stove. <laughs> That's it. Lisa Baker says we do need standardized testing. All right, I think we got ourselves a debate. It is time now for the bare knuckle round. We are debating whether we should cancel standardized exams in a topic that's truly grating on our nerves. Cram in your best jokes. 
and this audience will be memorized. <laughs> but this isn't Spanish class, so keep it short, essay. <laughs> True or false, that one tested this audience's patience. <laughs> now, ready, study, go. Okay, first of all, Lisa looks like everyone that's trying to keep me out of the country in the first place. <laughs> this is radio, no one knows what I look like. Okay, okay, for anybody listening on the radio, Lisa looks like a woman named Lisa. <laughs> look, by the way, if all Canadians had to take the test of English as a foreign language, half of you would not get back into your own country. Okay? I'm actually glad they've never tested me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> the bare knuckle round. It is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on standardized exams brought to you by Teen Hormones. <laughs> teen Hormones, pay attention. There will be a test, Osterone. <laughs> One proposed alternative to standardized testing is to assess students' problem-solving skills by watching them do what type of activity? Lisa Baker. Using a rotary dial phone. <laughs> I would like to see that. Full point. Ashwin Singh? By watching them try to figure out how to use the word they in the singular. <laughs> From what I've seen, it's the older people that need more help with that. <laughs> we would assess students' problem-solving skills by watching them playing games. Playing games can be problem-solving skills. This was for sure written by a millennial who was playing a video game at the time. According to ditchthelabel.org, what is the number one way to combat exam stress? Ashwin. Five milligrams. <laughs> Holding his hand up in case some of the audience doesn't know how to count to five. Thank you, Ashwin. Lisa. Okay, uh, well, it's how I got an A, which is you just sleep with the professor. <laughs> A surprising round of applause by the older gentleman in the front on that one. Um, the number one way to combat exam stress, according to ditchthelabel.org, is to think positively. What a dumb answer. On study pug... Oh, this is gonna be worse. <sighs> On studypug.com's list of 11 exam cheating tricks, what entry comes in at number five? Ashwin. Sleeping with the professor. <laughs> Good callback. Good That's callback. cheating. Yes. Yeah, and cheating off of the other person is number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically it's plagiarism, but I'll still give him half a point. Lisa? I would just pay Ashwin to take the exam. One and a half points. Ashwin even likes that one. Uh, no, the entry that comes in at number five of the uh, 11 exam cheating tricks, wearing shorts or a skirt and writing notes on your thigh. 
I believe cleavage was also suggested. <laughs> Which would be great, because I could write out The Great Gatsby on these. <laughs> <laughs> That's the firing line, everybody. It's almost time for our theater audience to pick a winner, but first, here again to tell us about how she's done the math to prove why we need standardized exams. Let's hear again from Newfoundland's Lisa Baker. I realize exams can be stressful, but panicking over exams while mainlining caffeine and dodging anxiety attacks is a rite of passage. You know what's really stressful? Living in a society where people responsible for our health and safety haven't been properly tested. Are we just using the honor system now? Like, we live in a society where the mediocre already act like experts on everything, from the justice system to science to eyelash extensions. <laughs> Do you know how much studying you could have done in the time it took you to debate this? The lengths you have gone to, young man, to avoid hitting the books is absolutely astounding, and I think I speak for everyone here when I say I'm not mad. I'm just very disappointed. <laughs> Lisa Baker, everybody. Lisa Baker on behalf of standardized exams. Now, here to tell us why he thinks that keeping standardized exams is a substandard idea, let's hear again from the pride of Waterloo University, <laughs> Ashwin Singh. Okay, first of all, I would like to point out there are no tests you have to pass to get on CBC's The Debaters. <laughs> but this is the problem with standardized testing is that there are more people taking the test than are administering the test, which means that half the time the people that are administering the test are dumber than the people taking the test. And last but not least, if you're looking for further proof that tests are useless, I wrote all of these jokes while I was supposed to be taking the test of English as a foreign language. <laughs> Ashwin Singh, everybody. <laughs> Ashwin Singh says we do not need standardized tests. Lisa Baker says we do, and it's up to the audience to decide. By applause, who gave Ashwin a hall pass on the idea of standardized exams? Ashwin Singh. <laughs> And who thought that Lisa's talking points to keep standardized exams ticked all the right boxes? Lisa Baker. All right. Good support for both sides, but I got to give this one to Ashwin Singh down with the standardized tests. Big hand for Ashwin Singh and Lisa Baker, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying I hope you listened closely to this debate because it will be on the exam. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, and Nicole Callender. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by James Perella and Lloyd Peterson. Story editing by Gary Jones. With special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys, Emily Ferrier, and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Jubilee Place Theatre and the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.